Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We've been doing a series entitled Now You See Me. And for some of us, that wasn't always a good thing. But now you see me. And uh, last week we talked about making ourselves visible to God. A lot of people go into hiding because you've determined that your life is less than what you'd like it to be. Uh, Your opinion of yourself is very small, very little. And others have confirmed that. And as a result of that, you went into hiding. You stopped. You quit looking. And um, the challenge with that is, is the gift and calling of God in your life becomes dormant. And the thing that produces life in us is living the life of God through us. That's how life is produced, best produced, is when we're in that place of God. But we can't do that without making ourselves visible to God. In other words, saying, Lord, here am I, as Isaiah said, send me. God needed Isaiah's permission to fulfill his purpose in and through Isaiah. So people often wonder, why am I not who God made me? Why don't I feel the sense of God and the call of God being fulfilled in my life? It's very simple. We have to give God permission. He said, but he's God. He can do whatever he wants. But he's not a dictator. He's a benevolent God. And that's where a lot of people miss God. Their perception of God is that he's this uh, dictator, this authority over all the earth, and God always gets his way. God doesn't always get his way. I wish he did. And the reason God doesn't get his way is because we don't surrender to him. We don't submit to him. We don't say, here am I, God, send me. I want your will to be done in my life. In other words, we hide from God because of the things that we do in life. And as I say almost every week, because I want us to all be reminded that we're all sinners. Doesn't that encourage you? We don't get a lot of shouts with that one. (laughs) But I have to be reminded of that every day, not to beat myself down, but to be reminded that God lifts me up. The reason I am who I am and get to do what I get to do is not because I'm a good guy, though I think I'm a pretty good guy. But it really isn't because of that. It's because I'm a surrendered guy. I'm a submitted guy. I'm the guy that said, God, I don't want to go back to Oklahoma City, but here I am. I'm just being honest with you. I love you all. Maybe one day I'll change that. But right now, I just look and go, God, this was not my pick. But I love being here, and I love It's conflicting. Are you with me? I kind of feel like the Apostle Paul when he says, I don't know why it is. I don't do what I want to do, but but I do what I don't want to do. Who will rescue me? I feel that way pretty much every day. I'm conflicted. I love living a conflicted life because the reality is it keeps me sharp it keeps me challenged and people who get comfortable lose that edge and the edge is what makes us who God wants us to be and so every day getting up and saying God here I am I'm visible I'm I'm doing this humongous intro because I'm about to say something that's going to confuse you because last week I said make yourself visible this week's subtitle is now you see me now you don't 
Now, the beauty of this is once you've made yourself visible to God, it's kind of a, it seems a little bit like a paradox or an oxymoron that once you make yourself invisible to God, I mean visible to God, the next step is becoming invisible to the powers of darkness. Have you ever wondered how to beat Satan? Because Satan's real. There is a heaven, there is a hell, and all who argue are one day going to go, I-, I wish I'd listened. Now, I'm not, I'm not wanting anyone to go to hell. I love everyone. And, and God will not send anyone to hell. Do not edit this. Because I know what it will sound like. People choose to go to hell. God will never send anyone to hell. People choose to go to hell. He's already laid it out for us. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he said, this is how you get to heaven, is calling on the name of the Lord. That's what you do. You don't get to heaven because you're goody two-shoes, you've done everything right, you've gone to church every Sunday, you haven't missed, you've been on the demon board, I mean the deacon board of a church. And, and so, you know, all of a sudden you, you start thinking of all the good things, but that's not why we get there. We get there because we are surrendered to God. It's that simple. Because stupid will always be amongst us. In us and amongst us. It will. It's stupid is stupid. And every one of us here, none of us are stupid, but we sure do stupid things. Okay, five of you. And uh, that would make six counting me. So we'd like for the rest of you to pray for the six of us. Because it just happens. It just happens. So if you would, turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. Long introduction. But I wanted you to get, get this understanding of I'm not contradicting myself But what I'm saying is we need to make ourselves visible to God. The Bible says if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we will ask what we will and it will be done for us. There's this abiding that happens when we stay in God. Then guess what? We become hidden with God in Christ. So when I'm hidden with God in Christ, that means that Satan has to go through God to get to me. He's had issues with that in the past didn't work out so well for him you remember he thought he had Christ on the cross he thought it was locked up man there's no way the human race is ever going to make it now I have locked up the one who called himself the Messiah the Christ the anointed one I have I have nailed him to a cross I have killed and destroyed him that's what Satan thought then on the third day they can't find him it was like God's playing hide and seek they couldn't find him Satan thought he had him. Whenever we abide in him, we become invisible to the powers of darkness. The problem is, it's hard to hide in Christ all day long because stupid's all around us, pulling us away, pulling us out from behind God. You know what, why revenge is so bad? Because when you start getting revenge, you remove yourself from God. God doesn't remove himself from you because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But we can remove ourselves from him by getting in the flesh. Is it just me or have others had flesh moments this past week? You're terribly quiet for a beautiful day. Out of the Message Bible, like how this reads better. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. 
He presides over grace, mercy, forgiveness, long-suffering, love. He presides over those things. Those should be the things that we pursue because God is presiding over those. We don't pursue revenge and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. You will live a miserable life and blame it on everyone else. If your life is miserable, write this down. It's my fault, not mine, yours. <laughs> if your life is miserable, if you're downcast and, and sad all the time, listen to me. You can change that. You say, you have no idea who I live with. Don't need to. You can be happy. It's your choice because you're pursuing the things that Christ presides over. If you wear hearing aids, it's a beautiful thing. Just take them out. When you're around that person that annoys you, just take them out. You'll be smiling all the time because you're not hearing one thing that they're saying. See, sometimes you just listen too carefully. You listen to the critics. You listen, listen to other people's opinions and ideas that are not conducive to who you are and what you're called to do. It's the most difficult thing in the world to be you because Satan has you convinced that you are not good enough. You were born at the wrong time to the wrong family with the wrong gifts, with the wrong talents or lack of. And you become convinced of that. And when you become convinced of that, you start quitting, which makes you visible to the powers of darkness. Because you are surrendering to negative words and thoughts about yourself. I said make yourself visible to Christ, not visible to the powers of darkness. And when you start saying things about yourself that don't align themselves with the word of God, then you become visible. I'll never amount to anything. You step outside of God. I'll never be able to do that. You step outside of God. We'll never have anything. You step outside of God. And when you step outside of God, you become vulnerable to the powers of darkness. You have to wake up every day and go, you know what, this is an awesome day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's morning. That's why I love Sunday morning church. It's morning. The afternoon may suck a little bit, but morning's great. Just kidding. But if you start the morning out right, you may end up going to bed right. Stay on course. Don't be distracted. Don't become vulnerable to the powers of darkness and the influences of darkness. You need to put that on your refrigerator pursue because that's where everybody's showing up refrigerator is the most visited place in your house pursue the things over which christ presides don't shuffle along eyes to the ground this is this is a person that satan looks and goes don't you have to worry about them woe is me the eeyores of the faith many churches there ought to be a denomination or Christian centers because there are more downcast believers this election season we have people believing that Hillary or Trump can destroy the world are you kidding me 
I don't I turn it off it makes me want to puke they're talking about each other talking look let me tell you something the White House will never stand against God's house we win So quit getting all mad at everybody for posting stuff. Just put laughy faces on both sides. Because it doesn't matter. So what does matter? Yeah, you should vote. At the end of the day, it... Bless the Lord. Absorb with things right in front of you. Look up. Be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Well, you can't see things from his perspective. You're looking down at the ground. The Bible tells us to lift our eyes to heaven. Lift your head up. Look, this is a temporary situation we got here. And when you look at somebody over 50, you can tell gravity's winning. Y'all are a little slow. I got to tell you that right now. That's not a bad thing. It's just kind of a bad thing for me because y'all like, huh? <laughs> Honey, explain gravity winning to me. What do you, you think everything starts drooping just because you're old? No, gravity's hammering you every day. <laughs> Golly, help us, Jesus. I even got up early and prayed. Come on, y'all. Be an answer to my prayer today. Look up, be alert, what's going on around Christ? That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. If you have come into God and your life is hidden with God in Christ, because that's the avenue to God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except by me. So to get to God and go, to go hide in God requires coming into Christ. Your new life, which is your real life, listen to this, even though invisible to spectators. Why is it invisible? Because you're hidden with God in Christ. So now all the difficulties and the challenges and the issues that you face are wrapped up in God who made heaven and earth and is more than capable of taking care of our minor crises. You say, well, mine's not a minor crisis. You know, I tell you, you don't want to have this conversation with Jesus someday. Jesus, let me tell you, it was really hard. Can you imagine having that conversation with Jesus? I mean, this is a guy who went around doing good and was cursed and hated and ultimately crucified. Let's have that conversation with him. It was a hard day, Jesus. My boss didn't like me. And my neighbors were stupid. And I couldn't sleep at night, didn't have any money. Jesus is going, oh, hold, time out, time out. Have you read what's in red? Did you read about my life? Jesus had to stay hidden in God his, himself, the Father, when he said, not my will but your will be done. Jesus kept going back to the Father. Tempted, they wanted to make him king. They did everything they could to pull him away. Satan did three temptations to pull Christ out of the Father so that he could make Jesus do what he wanted him to do. Jesus stayed hidden in God. So next time you're tempted to get mad, remember this message. 
I ain't coming out peekaboo, but I ain't coming out. You can look out, but you can't come out. The minute you come out, you start fighting a fight that you can't win. I can't win a fight unless I stay in God. There's no hope. All we have to do is look at the life of Jesus. He said, I came to do the will of my Father. That's what I'm here for. Can we do any less? I'm here to do the will of the Father. The reason we get upside down and bent out of shape is because we don't like the way God's doing things. And if we're inside him, we have to move with him. We have to speak what he speaks, declare what he declares. Make yourself invisible to others' attacks by remaining quietly in God. Now, let me finish Colossians 3. Even though invisible to spectators is with Christ in God. He is in your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too, the real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. Christ was anything but obscure, but he was obscure, hidden inside the Father. He, he, the devil didn't know what was going to happen or he wouldn't have killed Jesus. If he'd have known he was going to be raised from the dead, there's no way he would have killed him because that proved that the power of God was stronger than his power. So the worst thing the devil could have done was kill Jesus. You say, well, he didn't. Okay, allowed him to be killed. Whatever, however you want to look at this deal, the devil thought he had won. And that's why being born again is still so confusing to Satan. How is this happening? How can I take a lost person and, and their life? How can, how can God take a, a lost person and their life and be totally turned around? He still doesn't get it. And, but what he's done, let me tell you what he did to, to try to stop it. He created religion so that he could make us believe that we could perform well enough to be saved. That's the reason we're confused sometimes when we, we meet people and we have a conversation with them and we start judging them saying there's no way they can be saved. Well, how do you know? You don't know who's saved and who's not saved. That's what I love about Christianity. Now, religion, I can tell you whether you're saved or not and going to hell, I'll tell you right now. Let me put my, my religious garb on. I can tell you right now whether you're going to heaven or not, I'll tell you right now. See, as a pastor, I'd love to tell you if you don't tithe, you're going to hell. I'd love that. Because <laughs> that, that, that way we'd have enough money to do everything we want to do. But, but see, some people, you, you know, now, I, I mean, you're probably going to be living in a heavenly shanty. You're going to heaven. I'm just, see there? You, you. See, I just confused you. No, I'm just saying... When you have a relationship with Christ, you want to do the things that Christ would want you to do. When you have a relationship with Christ, there's no argument. I want to give. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. If God loves one, I'm, when that bucket passes or when I'm texting to give, I'm going to be laughing. When you text to give, start laughing. Because <laughs> God loves a cheerful giver. So today's offering, y'all be like, drop it in the bucket. We'll have a laugh gun. Going down. <laughs> and when it gets quiet, we know you didn't give. No pressure, but now you get it. <laughs> Being hidden in God 
It's the most joyful place to be in life. Now, I get outside of God probably every day. Okay, I'm sorry. I get outside of God every day. No probably to it. You know, there are days I just, I just come out of hiding. And Satan goes, there he is. Because, you know, you have that moment somebody pulls out in front of you. You guys know me in driving. I just don't think everybody ought to have a license. I just don't. I, I just think there's way too much dumb behind the wheel today. There really is. And they're good people, and some of them are going to heaven. But I'm going to tell you, something pulls me outside of God, it's sad. It's just like, I'm out. Whoop! <laughs> and the devil goes, there he is. See, so I probably ought to get a chauffeur. Don't you think y'all ought to hire me a chauffeur? I tell you what, I, my life would be so much easier if somebody, I'd just put blindfolds on, go to sleep, and let the driver mess with stupid. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. The New American Standard translation says, Cease striving and know that I'm God. That means when, whenever you can do that, and th this is what I try to practice now, and, and I can only stand about five minutes of political speeches before I start coming out of God. No, I try, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I need Rolades, Tums. I need every possible thing. I just want to puke. So I don't watch it. You say, why don't you watch it? I already know who I'm voting for, and you're never going to know. Because they'll be on there, right in this room right here. We got Democrats and Republicans. Because it's all crazy to me. It's all, it's all nonsense. Every bit of it. See, I'm not tipping my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love you no matter who you vote for. I won't think everybody's smart, but I love you no matter who you vote for. But you see, when, when those conversations, I've watched good people get bent out of shape. Why? 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 Just vote. Both of y'all just vote and have dinner together. If you can't sit across the table from someone who votes differently than you, you're outside of God. Did I just say that out loud? There's no sense in getting crossways and hateful with anyone. You know, the whole idea about debating religion even annoys me because Christians get mean. I disagree. I'm not, I'm not Buddhist. I'm not Islam. I'm not Muslim. Do I love all of them? Absolutely. Could I sit down across the table from Absolutely. Could I love? Absolutely. Am I going to agree? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you can disagree without being disagreeable. See, the love of God never fails. You can love the hell out of somebody. It's so fun to be back up here just looking at faces when I say stuff like that. It just, I just enjoy it. I really do. Because it's, it's called religion check. That's all that is. That's a religious check. It's a religious quiz. I just want to see how you respond. You imagine if I said that in a Southern Baptist church, get him off the stage! I love you Baptists, but... When we get to heaven, 
people dancing, shouting, and saying, get the hell out of here, Satan. <laughs> you all will be going, we went to the wrong heaven. <laughs> that stupid GPS, Siri was wrong again. <laughs> this could turn into a three-part sermon because I'm still on page one. I knew this was going to be fun. I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. Now, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is, is Psalm 91. It says, He who dwells lives in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is Old Testament. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. So, this is the Old Testament version of Paul's admonition or word to the Colossians that that secret place is off limits to the powers of darkness. Now, your measuring stick as to whether or not you're in God or not may be different than mine. I know I'm going to die. If I came up here today, I could have easily said to you and shocked all of you and said, I just want you all to know I'm dying. And you would have gasped and said, Pastor, we don't want you to die, which I would have loved. <laughs> but from the day I was born to now, I started dying after I, I drew my first breath. And I'm not afraid of that. Because it's going to happen someday. As a matter of fact, if I live to be 99, I may be asking Jesus to end this thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just one of those things you go, I mean, if I, the day I can't do what I want to do, I'm just going to start doing stupid stuff. Skydiving, bungee jumping. Do you hear the first guy that, that dove out of a plane and landed on a net happened yesterday with no parachute? Do you hear that? Now, that guy right there has a death wish, and it didn't come true. But I thought, wouldn't that be a rush if you want to die? Say, I'm gonna, I want to be like that. And with any luck at all, you would land on the net. So I'm trying to die. How did I hit the net? But when you're in the secret place of God and you're hidden with God in Christ, I'm going to tell you the things that used to matter to you won't matter much anymore. I got to tell you, these last two years, not that much matters to me anymore. It just doesn't matter. Look, I, I've, I've taken the shots and I'm still standing. And I'm standing because I just stayed in God. I said, I'm going to be in God. I'm going to stay in the secret place. I'm not getting out of this. Did I have some moments? Oh, I had some moments. I had some months. But I kept knowing that I was hidden with God in Christ. And if I'll stay there, I'll be back. And I'm like the Terminator. I am back. So one line everybody loved about her, I will be back. Here I am. And the only reason I am and the only reason any of us are back from disaster is because we decided that we're going to dwell in the secret place. We're going to stay hidden with God in Christ. You say, well, how do you get out of that? Because God never leave you and forsake you. Well, here's, it's very simple. When you begin to deny his authority in your life. When you begin to deny the authority of God and say, you know what, I, I, I'm bitter. You didn't do what I wanted you to do the way I wanted you to do it. And I could have easily said that because 
it wasn't him. Things didn't turn out the way I, I thought they would or I wanted them to. But here's what I, ha- here's what I think. I think they're going to be better. Well, once again, five of us think they're going to be better. <laughs> Dear Jesus, I've set you all up today. And you're like, uh, you all got to, you got to flow here. It ain't that hot yet. No, you got to look and say, you know what? It didn't go the way I thought it would, but God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Uh, that's moi. So I know that people who thought they were going to get worse and that I was going to cease to exist, I'm here. Why? Because I'm hidden with God in Christ and Satan is not going to have his way or his will in my life. You get to determine that. You don't need to check everybody else's opinion. If you're in God, you got his opinion. You're enveloped by his opinion. The only reason some people excel and others don't is because they're just confident enough, not arrogant, confident enough to believe that God's will and God's purpose never dies. And sometimes you have to go to the hard times to appreciate the good times. Ask Jesus. Today he's seated at the right hand of God. Things didn't look so good toward the end of his life. And he only lived to be 33. I've already outlived Jesus. You've outlived Jesus. Most of you, as I look around, there's some of you pups in here that are still wanting to. And you shall. In essence, we hide in the light. Whereas the world hides in the darkness. We hide inside the light. Let me put it this way. We're not hiding from anything. We're hiding in God who prevents anything from coming our way that he doesn't want to come our way. It's not a fear hiding. This is a faith hiding. Used to have, you know, most people hide out of fear. I hide out of faith. Knowing that if I hide in God, my faith is in God, and my call is in God, my purpose is in God, my blessing is in God, my wealth is in God, my health is in God, everything I need is in God. Not outside of God, but in God. So if I hide in God, I'm enveloped by everything that he wants me to have, everything he wants me to be. My joy is in God. The Bible says in his presence is Fullness of joy. Fullness. Complete. I know I've been gone a couple years. I've got to retrain you guys. We are an interactive church. Everybody's a participator and not a spectator. Thank you. It's okay. Okay. I'm going to jump through these points. They'll put them up. I'm hidden inside God's courage. Fear can no longer see me. You remember the lion and the wizard of Oz? (sighs) Yes would have been appropriate there. (laughs) At least a couple of out loud yeses. (laughs) I'm working this deal, baby. I'm working it, all right? So 
this is my journal entry on one day. I said, I wasn't, I wasn't who I thought I was. I was, wasn't intentionally being someone or something else. I was simply being who I was told that I was by my family, which is what most of us do. We're told this is who you are. You'll make it. You won't. This is your area of expertise. Most of our families just, as a parent, come on. Any of us who are parents, it's hit and miss. I mean, you, 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 know, you know, you tell your kids, you know, you're trying to get, really what we're all saying is please make a living so I don't have to support you the rest of your life. That's, that's really what we're saying to our children. We really aren't saying find God's purpose and live it. We're saying make a freaking living, would you, huh? Because that's the ultimate goal. And then make enough to support me and put me on the beach, all right? Because I had to put up with your little anyway, your life. I was simply being who my family told me. I, I had embraced the role. This is, remember, talking about the lion, the Wizard of Oz. I had embraced the role of a lion without fully understanding what lions were all about. In my mind, I was courageous. I'm a lion. I just didn't know until recently that lions do more than roar. They're the king of the jungle. But you remember that the lion roared and Dorothy wasn't afraid. And it confused the lion because the lion thought his roar would be enough to drive her away. What's the Bible called, Satan? Yeah, he roars. And they say that the reason that that, that was used is, is old lions, that was all they had. They, their teeth were not good anymore, and, and so they just roared to keep people at bay. And Satan's still roaring because he has no authority over your life. But this lion was really a coward until Dorothy spoke to him and said you know you can be more than that and ultimately defended him inside of god is courage now let me tell you something courage is not something you're given at birth can i just help you with that you say well that person's courageous anybody who's courageous courageous has chosen to be courageous they're not courageous in their dna john 16 33 jesus himself said in the world you have tribulation. Listen to these words and don't miss them because you overlook these when you read the Bible sometimes. Take courage for I have overcome the world. Jesus said this. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. So you see what? Courage is something that you possess, you grab hold of, you take. It's not something you receive at birth. So when you see someone who's courageous, I'm not even suggesting they're born again. I'm not suggesting they're saved. Because that principle applies to all humans. Take courage. Inside God is courage. If you want courage, you have to get inside him and grab hold of it. Some people are scared to death when you talk about money and wealth. This is a hard thing. You know, the government is whittling away at the confidence of God for you to make money. The answer, you know how much the government spends on providing cell phones for people who can't afford them? $2 billion a year. You and I are buying $2 billion worth of phones. And let me tell you why. It's because human nature will always bow to easy because we are a fallen people. We should give people a hand up, not a hand out. 
that will appeal to the God nature in them and it will make them better. I'm not suggesting we don't help people, but helping people can be, there can be a way of telling them, you can do this for yourself. Human being, being a human being doesn't take courage. You were born human. It doesn't take courage just to be you or be breathing. We're born that way. Courage empowers us to run to a solution instead of allowing fear to cause us to run from a problem. Courage is important. Discouragement comes from shame. When we hide behind shame, courage is lost. It's what Satan wanted me to do, hide behind it. I said, I'm coming out. I'm hiding in God. I'm not going to hide from, I'm hiding in. You ever been pulled over for speeding on a, on a, on a street that everybody comes by that knows you? Yeah, you have. Everybody has. You feel so embarrassed and so ashamed. You're sitting there and this, you're getting written up and your friends are driving by. <laughs> laughing. I had this unique red Dodge Viper, one of a kind. I got pulled over more times than I'd like to talk about. And it was obvious that was Pastor Mark. I finally just waved and I said, ain't it fun? Hi. See, this is why shame is such a bad thing. Shame pulls us out from God. It discourages. You lose courage when you start letting shame rule your life. That's why the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Stay in love. Stay in love. Don't shame people. Love people. Love people. And when you love people, you will be infusing and imparting courage to those people. When you shame them, you start sucking courage out of them and pulling them out of their place in God. Number two, I'm hidden inside God's heart. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfills the tree of life. Where there is no hope, when there, where there is no heart, there is no hope. Doubt can no longer have me. I'm hidden with God in Christ. We feel differently inside God's heart. We, we want to love. We desire to love. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Why is that important? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when you start responding in a carnal fashion, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, you lose. Judgment, you lose. Whatever measure you judge someone, you're going to be judged to that very same measure. So all I know is this, that I don't have to get somebody back. As a matter of fact, if you really want, want God to be in charge of the outcome... Get up every day and bless them. Because the reality is what somebody has done to you, it will happen to them without repentance. It's like sowing seed. If you sow seeds of judgment, you need to get a bunch of pesticide to kill those. Let me tell you what that pesticide is. It's called repentance. Going to that person and say, you know what, I am sorry for what I did to you. And until that happens, with just a little more rain, you're going to get a harvest you don't want. That's good preaching right there, Mark. I'll drink to that. Mm. We act and respond differently inside God's heart. 
I'm going to have to close with this. And there's a third point. You need to stay for the 11 if you want it. It's really good. Um, heard this story of a, a college student that was just a perfect student, wonderful girl. It's a true story. And, and, and so she graduated with about $80,000 in student loan debt. And as any one of us would, we'd be going, I can't overcome this. So what she did, rather than getting negative, she's a Christian girl, rather than getting negative and bitter and, and, and then, you know, can I, can I I'm going to interject something here. This will be food for thought for you to leave. There is no such thing as free education. I don't care what anyone say, says. Somebody's paying for that education. So for those of you watching that think Bernie was going to be all right, I'm sorry, I, did I go there? Yes, I did. There is no such thing as free education. Just, just for the record. Okay, now, this girl decided that rather than getting bitter and feeling entitled and that somebody ought to pay for my education, there was a, at the university she graduated from, there was a way to apply. She'd been told you could apply to maybe get some of your school loans reduced. So she got the application, submitted it with faith, and she was positive, and it was, she was in God, and she sends it to them, and a couple of days later, she gets a call from the school, and they said, you know, we got your application, and, and we just want to tell you that we're not reducing your scholarship or your, your debt, but we're wiping it away and forgiving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See there, so she's hidden with God in Christ. Where is that? That's where faith is. That's where confidence is. That's where courage is. Had that young lady decided to get bitter and just suck it up, pull herself up by her bootstraps and say, bless God, I'll spend the rest of my life paying it off. She decided to take courage, take heart inside God, and the whole thing was forgiven. True story. So let's quit whining. Quit complaining. Inside God, there are miracles. Inside God, great things await you. They await me. Inside God. So quit using excuses. Quit judging. Quit being negative. Start being positive. Start blessing those who persecute you. And watch and let God do whatever he wants to do. And then ask him if you can be there when he does it. Anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you so much. For the opportunity to worship you and, and Lord, to, to know that inside you is everything we'll ever need. With every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe you're without God today. You haven't followed God. You haven't asked God into your life. And the Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you haven't done that, you say, I want to today. Just slip your hand up and put it right back down. And say, man, I want that today in my life. We're going to pray for you right now. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, today... I call upon your name. Jesus, I call upon your name, and I give you my life. Amen.